0: So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and welcome to our weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim the Sunday Mass readings. Right in the middle of the month of October, we have entered into the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time on this 15th day of October, still the month of the Holy Rosary and a beautiful time for us to renew our faith and As we get a sense of these readings today, there's a real hopefulness. There's an invitation. There's a big invitation that we're going to hear about. We're, in fact, going to be hearing about those who are invited and those who are chosen. Are you the invited one or are you the chosen one? And as I have been pondering these readings, are you wearing a garment of gratitude. Are you wearing a garment of gratitude? There's a theme and a real thread in these readings that really focuses on our dependence on God, not on ourself, not on our own self-enlightenment, that we're truly rooted and we repent and we are Our our hearts conform to that of God. So let's begin this Sunday, this 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, by praying. And I'd like to open again with this collect prayer, which you find looking at today's uh, The Word Among Us for the October issue. And so let us pray as we come together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray. At all times, go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And just remember some of these words as we, as we hear these prayers being prayed, may your grace That's a word I really want us to ponder to keep close to our hearts is that word grace. God's grace. May your grace, O Lord, go before us and follow after. You know, that God's grace is always with us. And it's true God's grace is always with us. And yet it's also true that we can turn away from his grace. We cannot accept his grace we want to be the sole pilot in the car. Lord, I I got this one. No, the Lord has this one. Are you, are you, are you woven with his grace? Are you open to his grace? Like our blessed mother, hail Mary, full of grace. You know, our lady is full of grace. Can we be open to be filled with grace? and why so that we're always determined as this prayer says to carry out good works you know to love god and to love neighbor to really follow the way the truth and the life of jesus christ and so today really in this in these readings we're hearing about god's grace and are we grounded in that grace which should should build in us and overflow in us gratitude You know, this thankfulness, this gratefulness, it's not about me. Lord, it's all about you. So let's hear from the first reading. It's a beautiful reading. In fact, we've been hearing over the last couple of weeks, this sense of of a king or a landowner, a vineyard owner. And we see this bountifulness, this generosity of that person. And so here we're going to see even more generosity overflowing. The first reading is a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. This is chapter 25. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over the nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face, the reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we looked to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us, for the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain the word of the lord our psalm is psalm 23 i shall live in the house of the lord all the days of my life the lord is my shepherd i shall not want in verdant pastures he gives me repose beside restful waters he leads me he refreshes my soul i shall live in the house of the lord All the days of my life, he guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The second reading is a reading from the letter of St. Paul, to the Philippians, chapter 4. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22. Jesus again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fatted cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroying those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests... He saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said, as we began this this reflection, are you wearing a garment of gratitude? And let's just take a look again at the book of Isaiah. There's just beautiful imagery again here of the feast. And it's a reminder that God has such a great such a great plan for us that his place for his creatures is overflowing in beauty and abundance and can really satisfy every need where we hear about this juicy, rich food and choice wines. Now, I love a good meal. I love a good glass of wine. And And it's so much more than that temporal satisfaction that we might get from even a great gathering of people. I think we're in October and We'll move into the time of Thanksgiving and maybe a time for us to come together as friends and family. We have wonderful hospitality at our parish where, where people bring, you know, some of the, the, the harvest of their home, whether it's fresh baked bread or cookies or fruits and vegetables. And we share after Mass this time of fellowship and so much more in terms of rich food and wine and, and, and sustenance. That God has for us. He has this great promise. And it's for all, but not all, as we're going to hear, are going to come to the feast. You know, it's interesting that even when we have, I mean, a simple thing, and not every parish has it, but I know a lot of your parishes have, quote, coffee and donuts. And, you know, the, the older I get, the more I love coffee and donuts because it gives me an opportunity to be in community with those that come to mass at the same church as I. You know, we, we live and we worship in the same community and we get to know one another face to face, heart to heart over a cup of coffee and a little donut. It's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. And everyone at the end of Mass is invited come to the hall. And, and take part of this, this rich food and choice wines. It's really simple, but not everybody comes. Everyone's invited, but not everybody comes to the feast. And do we recognize the Lord inviting us to come, to not focus on you, (laughs) not to focus on the ego, but to come and to celebrate my creation, come to celebrate the community, the family that I've brought you into. Psalm 23 is a beautiful Psalm. Many of us know, maybe we hear it at a funeral of a loved one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want In verdant pastures he gives me repose. beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. You know, the sheep wander, they're in danger, they don't really follow rules very well, and they don't really remember this or that. They just kind of can be just these little humble creatures, yet the shepherd is there to guide them and to make sure they're in a safe space and to assure them that where I guide you near this creek, in this pasture, in this area is safe. It's a safe place. You can have the refreshment that you need. I'm gonna provide a place away from the brambles and away from the rocky crags where you might get injured, where you might go astray and get um, killed by a wild beast. You know, the Lord guides me in right paths. And yet we have to be the one to follow the shepherd, you can have the shepherd and we have the shepherd. You know, we have Lord Jesus Christ, our shepherd. And then he's entrusted through the line of apostolic uh, succession through Peter and all of our bishops from our Holy Father and all of our priests and our bishops. This this, this fortitude of protection, of guidance through the sacraments, you know, through bringing us the Lord himself. But will we follow and be able to change in order to come closer to the Lord? We might have to let go of our way. You know, the sheep may have, oh, I wanted to go this way. And the shepherd says, no, this is the safe path. And are we going to choose to follow the safe path or will we go our own way into harm's way, into danger? maybe off the cliff. How many have gone off the cliff? St. Paul in this writing to the Philippians, he is again, just so grateful for the hospitality that has been shown to him. And I love this sentence He says, I have learned, and I'd like to learn a little bit more of this, right? I have learned the secret of being well-fed and going hungry. He does come from affluence and a good education, and he had probably a very good position in his day, and yet he knows poverty He knows going without, he knows lack, he's been shipwrecked, he's been beaten, he's been left for dead, he's been imprisoned, and yet he's so grateful for when God has provided a companion to be with him, whether it's just a little bit of food and sustenance, a pen and paper, so to speak, so he can write his letters. And he says, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. I can't do it on my own. I can do all things in Christ. He is the one who strengthens me. And he's acknowledging you the Philippians who have been the people that God has put in my place in my path to help me in my time of need. I'm 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 helping you and And in allowing you to help me, I'm allowing God's plan to come to fruition. You know, when we sometimes, and I know, boy, I'm right now working on some projects where I've got these lists of things to do and these projects and it it needs to be done. And I need to depend on others to help me get these things done. And there's such the temptation, I'm going to do it all myself. I can do it all. No, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And I have to look back at that every time. Am I really am I being humble? Am I letting go? And am I saying, "Okay, I'm going to let I got to let go of this so the Lord can work through this in this situation." So we get to the gospel of Matthew and I want to open up the gospel because we've been hearing about these different parables. And so as we look at the gospel of Matthew, this chapter 22 is tucked away. We've been hearing, we heard the parable of the two sons, you know, the the one said that said, I'll go out and, and be obedient to you and care for the field. And then he doesn't. He disobeys then his father, and then the one son who says, oh, I don't want to go, but then he obeys, and he goes out and works in the field and and obeys the father. So there's this, this, who is going to follow the invitation of the Lord? And then the parable of the tenants, the different tenants, and how do they treat the vineyard owner? We heard that last week. And so this is actually... If you look a little bit further into chapter 21 of Matthew, we're entering into Jerusalem. And so Jesus is on the road to Calvary. And now he's got these really intense messages to the leaders of the church and in the temple. And he continues to teach. He continues to be very clear in his teachings. And so now we get to the parable of the wedding feast, is what this is attributed to in chapter 22. And we hear about what I think is interesting. So here's a few lines before chapter 22. It says, When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. So you have these church leaders that are really suspicious and really want to do something against this Jesus, because they can see what kind of an uproar is happening in the people, and now we've got Jesus speaking again and talking about this parable of those that are invited guests to the wedding feast. You know, remember the chosen people, the Israelites; they're the chosen people of God. They've been invited to the final uh, to to the kingdom of God. They're invited to the banquet, and yet what we see being explained is Jesus is explaining that all those that were invited, so they knew that they were going to be a guest at a special celebration. Think about, I just received an invitation to a 50th Jubilee anniversary celebration of a religious sister who's been a religious sister for 50 years. And so I received an invitation to the special celebration and I knew that I was among the guests to come. So you are notified ahead of time of a special celebration. It could be a wedding, it could be a graduation, it could be a special anniversary of a 50th, uh, a 25th, a special, you know, can you think about a 75th anniversary celebration? We hear, which I love to hear about these, these special celebrations of our religious priests and a religious that, um, you know, continue to just grow in their, in their their in their vocation and we can celebrate with them. And yet many, in fact, all of those that were invited have something better to do that day. Now, the day I knew when that celebration was happening on X date on the calendar, but all of the sudden some are going to their farm to work. Some have all of these excuses of their temporal needs that they can't make it to the special wedding feast in this case. And in fact, as they are continuing to go out to bring these invited guests to the wedding, because we've got this beautiful banquet prepared, some of these guests are now even fighting and killing those that have invited them to the special celebration. Wow, where are their hearts? They're so focused on themselves and their own needs They can't see, this is the greatest celebration that you'll ever attend. Eternal life, you know, the kingdom of God. And so then the king says, well, go out to the streets. And now you're not going to call those that are invited. You're just going to go pick a bunch of people. Go choose those people and just go and wander the streets. And I love that. They go to the streets and gather all they find good and bad alike. And we, it doesn't say specifically in this reading, but we would know that if you were invited to a wedding feast at this time, you would be given, let's say the proper preparation steps. You you get an invitation and it says, um, it says casual dress, attire, business attire, Uh, social attire, you know, they're going to tell you what to wear for this particular occasion, depending on the festivities. And so here they actually even provide the wedding garment. This is what you're to wear when you come to the party. Isn't that beautiful? Wouldn't that be nice that you already get? That's the hardest thing to figure out. What am I going to wear for this wedding or for this particular celebration? Uh, You know, whatever it is. I think about the luau's or, you know, Hawaiian dress or casual, what is casual attire? But you're given the wedding garment. And then you have all of the guests from the streets come to this wedding, this beautiful feast. And now the king sees, my friend, how is it that you've come without your wedding garment? You're here we we pulled you in from the streets we've given you exactly what you need and you you didn't put on the wedding garment you didn't put on your baptismal promises you didn't put on this purity this this you didn't take off your old and put on your new and he doesn't have a rebuttal and he is tossed out Of the wedding feast. Many are invited, but few are chosen. And are we willing to wear the wedding garment that Christ gives us in that baptismal promise? Are are we willing to change? Are we willing to be changed? Just recently at Matreday day Radio, there was the Fall share which is their fundraiser to continue the apostolate of evangelization through radio and now through media, throughout their Hail Mary media app and all of this. But there, there's a beautiful theme of being changed by the power of the Holy Eucharist. So will we be changed? And so that man who was invited in to the wedding feast was given everything that he needed. And yet he didn't choose to follow those instructions. He chose to go his own way. And that wasn't following the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. I want to share with you a little bit from, again, in conversation with God, this meditation. And we get a little bit of a quote from St. Augustine in one of his sermons. And it says here, how dismaying it is to find so many people rejecting intimacy with God, rejecting that wedding garment, and eternal salvation for the sake of worldly interests. And that's why those who were invited, you know, they didn't even come. They were so focused on their worldly interests that they didn't change, take off the old and put on the wedding garment. The reading goes on to say, but the Lord wants to fill his house. The Lord wants to fill his house. He never desists from his salvific effort. Quote, go to the crossroads in the town and invite everyone you can find to the wedding. So these servants went out into the roads and collected together everyone they could find, bad and good alike. No one is admitted from the divine call to salvation. All are invited, few are chosen. The only one excluded is the person who chooses to ignore the Lord's repeated invitations. You know, in the case of the gospel, we have the killing of St. John the Baptist. We have this continually turning away from Jesus Christ when the truth, the Son of God himself is in the presence of the people, the chosen people. They continue to ignore the Lord's invitation to come and be changed here's a beautiful quote from saint augustine as saint augustine exclaims help us lord to disown our own vain excuses we want to attend the banquet don't allow our pride or sensuality or attachments or idle curiosity to get in the way of our attendance make sure that we show up who after all is going to be there beggars the sick the crippled the blind We will arrive as the poor people that we are. We have been invited by the wealthy one who became poor for our sake, thereby enriching the poverty of the poor. We will come as sick people since we need the divine doctor to cure our ills. We will come as lame people and we will tell him, keep steady my steps according to thy promise." We will come as blind people, and we will ask him, lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. That's from St. Augustine. It is very important that we bring souls to the Lord one by one. We ought to have the same concern for the people we work with every day. Bear with all, just as the Lord does with you. Our mother Mary will teach us how to treat each person with the concern and interest and respect that she showed for her son. And so may we encourage others to follow that call, to come to the invitation of the Lord and to put on that wedding garment. And I want to close with that garment of gratitude. That garment of gratitude comes with our rejection of sin, comes with our rejection of Satan. And we have what is known as the baptismal promises. It's a beautiful, when we get to participate in witnessing a baptism, whether if it's of an infant or an adult, the priest or that person, uh, clergy who is administering the baptism, will say these words. And I want you to reflect Do you say, I do, to your baptismal promises? Do you reject Satan? I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty promises? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who is born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, died, and was buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. God, the all all powerful father of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us a new birth by water and the Holy Spirit and forgiven all our sins. May he also keep us faithful to our Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. Wear that wedding garment, be filled with generosity, be filled with gratitude, be ready to renounce sin and welcome Jesus in your heart each day. May God be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.